Welcome to another episode of the Jeremy Mullins podcast, where we dive into education to help you optimize your lifestyle. And today, a new term, I'm going to say, it is Jeremy Mullins with friends. I don't know. Does that sound catchy? Sound you know, I think it's going to work. Yeah. Jer Jeremy Mullins and his friends. I don't know. Maybe, maybe my, my friends are colleagues. So I don't know how that plays out, but anywho, um, I'm going to probably butcher your name, Vic. Is it Dr. Kaiser? Is it just Kaiser? Just Kaiser. Yep. I, pro I probably should ask that ahead of time to uh, <laughs> make sure I get it right. But I kind of like to go with the flow. Um, but no, um, Vic has is, is become a good friend of mine in the past few years. Um, you know, he is a, the, and I'm going to probably butcher some of this, but you can fix it. Um, the head of the exercise physiology department, I don't know if this is what it's called. I'm old school. Um, at Maryville University, um, and we have some kind of background history the same as he also served in the Army, and we've kind of talked about that progression of how they are moving to the H2F system and what it's looked like in the past. Um, your kids are a little bit older than uh, mine, but we, you know, we are going down that road, road of fatherhood and all those aspects. So, Give a little bit of background, you know, on yourself. That way the listeners know who you are. And just so the listeners will know, um, we're going to have a kind of a standing call each week with bringing Vic on. Um, but sometimes life may happen. We might not have it. So you might not be on like the show. It might not be a regular thing, but we're definitely going to try to get together each week, uh, whether that's to review some of the research out there, have offline conversations, or to film a podcast. Yeah, it'll be a great time. Um, let's see. Yeah, so I'm the... Program Director for Exercise Science at Maryville University, and I am the Director of our Human Performance Lab here. Um, I don't know this to be a 100% certainty because I haven't been everywhere, but I believe that we have one of the absolute greatest, if not the greatest, undergraduate labs in the country. I'm very lucky that uh, Maryville believes in using technology to educate students, so they have have funded a very nice lab for me. Um, we pride ourselves on active learning ecosystem. All that means is I'm not just going to stand in front of a room and talk to you. I'm going to make you go do things. So like if if we're talking about um, aerobic energy systems and instead of only spending time in a classroom, I'm going to go make you run a yo-yo intermittent recovery test. Uh, a fancy version of a beep test or from your grade school days, a pacer test. Um, like I said, like you mentioned, Army, uh, had 23 years of Army time, mostly reserve, almost eight years active, where I spent time as a recruiter and as a master fitness trainer course instructor when the schoolhouse was uh, at Fort Knox before it moved to Fort Dix. Um, I had just commissioned and they moved it to Fort Dix to put it under the NCO Academy. So they fired all of us officers with education. <laughs> and and just for the listeners know, you know, so the Army has its own, not its own program, it, it, its own certification, you know, to train soldiers up to help influence exercise in the Army. Um, you know, we can look at how it went wrong, where unfortunately a lot of times what happened is if you had a really good PT score, they would just send you to that school, right? And that person might not have the passion to be an instructor or to be a coach. They were just a good quote-unquote athlete. 
Um, so just my little two cents of, of I would say the worst part of it, um, is that that last piece of it, they were just a good athlete Yes. and I'm not trying to talk trash on, uh, any version of the physical fitness schoolhouse, but you know how the army works with, uh, PCSing or moving to a new duty station. And oftentimes it's just somebody who really enjoys working out that gets their branch manager uh, to place them in a position at the right time and they get to go work there and they might not have the educational backing. Um, I can promise you that from the highest levels and the two of us went to the uh, holistic health and fitness symposium last year, they are trying to utilize science and they are trying to do things right. Um, but as any of you would have seen, there's a lot of misinformation out there in the world. And, you know, we are trying to combat that um, as best we can and, and just try to move in the right direction. Well, and that's honestly one of the reasons, you know, that I started the podcast, you know, is I wanted to be able to provide information that, the lay person when i say lay person like with all respect you know i always say this you take me out of the scope of nutrition and exercise i don't know much right like i, I say this all the time like you know there's a reason our toolbox in our house is purple because katie's the one that fixes things and around the house you know and she definitely changes the uh batteries out of the fire uh, alarms because i can't reach those and she can just you know <laughs> and change it so um, but no, I am, I'm excited to have you as part of this as, you know, once again, I'm, I'm going to term it, you know, um, friends of, of Jeremy, where, you know, you will come on regular, we'll just talk about stuff, you know, and, and kind of educate, right. You know, it's not gonna be a full blown, you know, college brief, but the, the user or the user, listen, I'm thinking of, of my app, the listener will be able to take information away, which is always my goal. Like, I just want to sit here, which would be fun just to catch up and talk about history, but the user, the end user, which is the listener can take away, okay, what do I need to do? Would this benefit me? And today we're going to dive into creatine and just talk about the benefits of it, kind of a little bit of the history of it, you know, and how it can be utilized as a powerful supplement for overall health. And I think I, I like to lead with that now versus, you know, in the past, we always thought of creatine just as a sports performance supplement. But now really like a lot of the, the data and research coming out, like I'm pushing it as a wellness supplement, not just performance anymore. Yeah. And you know, obviously I've, I've seen a lot over the years in the field and, and what people are pushing. And I've got a couple articles pulled up here that we can we can talk about. Um, obviously we're going to try to keep this, like you said, to the lay person as much as possible and not try to get too scientific, but the International Society of Sports Nutrition uh, put out a position stand in 2017 and their focus was safety and efficacy of creatine supplementation, not just in exercise, not just in sport, but also in medicine. Yeah. Um, and you know, whether it's trying to make sure that we have enough uh, creatine to bond a phosphate to help make more energy via ATP, tennessine triphosphate, or whether we're trying to um, focus on on brain health. And like some of the things that it talks about here is plenty of trials that uh, help with neurogenerative diseases, muscle muscular dystrophy, Parkinson's, Huntington's disease, etc. So creatine well, think, helps in all of these areas. 
Yeah, and I think that's probably the biggest one that we've seen over the last three or four years. And remember, you know, for the listener and, and, and for me and you, like we will see things change a lot more now, right? I was speaking to the, some of the coaches that I trained and we were talking about niche diets. And, you know, for like you and I to get back, I'm dating us a little bit here, the Atkins diet or even the South Beach diet, right? You would see these niches, they would stick around for a little while. But now with social media, what we're seeing is these niche diets kind of hit hard and fast and then a new one kind of comes on. And I think that's just the world of social media, right? Right now we're seeing it in the carnivore diet, right? It is the the hot niche that's kind of out there on, on the social media. So speaking of that with creatine, a lot of what we're seeing in the social media world and people talking about is what you just mentioned, the neurological benefits, right? You know, that it is helping you boost, boost the brain function, fight those neurological disease, um, which is great, right? So you look at it as an aging athlete or just as an aging person, like we should look at, you know, supplement with creatine. Um, and yeah, you mentioned you know, earlier, and, and I haven't done a, a podcast yet where, and I think I have this schedule for you and I, where we talk about the energy systems, right? And just real quick, if you look at, you know, energy systems, we have phospho, phosphocreatine energy system, which is like zero to 10 seconds, right? You know, and then we go into more glycolysis and the beta oxidation. So when you're taking creatine, you are going to perform and recover faster, better in those 10 second bursts, right? And I say bursts because I think that helps the lifters out there, but also maybe the endurance people, right? So it means you could do these 10 second efforts and recover faster than someone who is not taking creatine right? Because it does help produce that energy in the cell. So those are probably the biggest like things that I'm seeing out there that are the benefits of, you know, creatine from that aspect. Yep. And mental health, which is, you know, certainly a concern these days. Uh, definitely areas to focus on. Now, you, we talk about creatine and one of the things I want to throw out there is, you know, daily dosage, right? And when we look at, you know, what you would recommend from, and I know you don't work, you work more in the uh, collegiate setting, the academic setting, you know, versus I'm more in the coaching setting. So I'm not going to tell you what I recommend because I want to see how close we are to this, right? But if you put your coaching hat on and you were going to go out and just work with lay population, what would be a range that you would recommend for creatine supplementation? Oh, man. So first off, I want to say that just like your analogy with the diet earlier, um, the most important part is that we're consistent and we follow something. Because if we do that, we're bound to have success. Um, you know, over the years, I've seen a number of different things. Uh, generally, what I see or read is about five grams per day. Uh, some people want to talk about, well, I, I want a week of or several days or a week of, of loading first. Um, back in the day, they used to say that, you know, you needed a cycle on and off of creatine. That's not true. Um, just like we can eat tons of protein and be perfectly fine, you can have tons of creatine and be perfectly fine. You can't just eat meat and have enough creatine because you're not going to pull enough out of that. So supplementation is certainly beneficial. Um, from some of the health benefit standpoints, um, I think they, they've seen benefit in as low as three grams per day. Mm -hmm. uh, probably don't need to go too far underneath that, but you're still going to see a little bit of a benefit. Now, 
they've also seen somebody taking not somebody, not just one person, but you know, in clinical trials, 30 grams per day for five years. Awesome. I have not zero seen health concerns whatsoever. Okay. Completely okay. safe and effective. Now, are you going to get a ton out of that? You know, probably depends on the size of the person. You know, it might be might be overkill. Um, but you're not going to be broken. You're not going to be hurt. You're not going to have issues. Awesome. That's I mean, that's spot on. So I, I'm generally as a generic recommendation, because remember to the listeners, you know, I educate a lot of people in group um, you know, format and then have to fine-tune things, you know, based on assessments and follow-ups. So Five to 10 grams is generally my recommendation. And what you hit on the very first statement, take it every day. Don't worry about the timing of it. Doesn't matter if it's post-workout, pre-workout, in a protein shake, standing on your head, rubbing your belly. It doesn't matter. Take it on a, a daily basis, right? Uh, five to 10 grams a day, usually five grams for my smaller athletes, 10 grams for my larger athletes. You know, that's kind of the statement that I make. Um, you know, and you can look at it too. Like, yeah, if you're a petite female, maybe three grams is, you know, a good dosage, right? Versus, hey, you're six foot four, three, you know, 250 pounds, 15% body fat. Maybe we push it to 15 grams, right? Really just assessing, seeing how you're responding, you know, in that aspect. Um, one thing I want the listener to understand is when you take creatine, you will gain a little bit of water weight that is going to be stored inside the muscle cell. Because when we take creatine, we store it in the muscle. And when you store things in the muscle, it's going to pull a little bit of water in that, into the muscle. But, you know, Vic, that's actually, actually a good thing, right? Because we're hydrating the muscle which we, we could argue is, is, is very protective because now we have a, a better hydrated muscle versus not taking creatine. And it goes the same with eating carbohydrates. Not that we're going to get too far into that, but you know, the whole hydrophobic versus hydrophilic carbs are hydrophilic. So are, are the, uh, the creatine piece. So we're definitely going to have more water, definitely going to be more beneficial for the cell. Yeah, the original, you know, we go back and we joked a little bit offline with this was we talked about, you know, back in the day, we saw some stuff coming out like, okay, don't take creatine, it's going to, you know, dehydrate you could cause, you know, even death was, you know, some of the stuff that you've seen. But a lot of those, you know, they started looking at, you know, okay, it wasn't the creatine supplementation that happened to the athlete. Excuse me, it was the fact that they were out in, you know, 100 degree weather in a solar suit, you know, doing mm -hmm. two days, right? And they got dehydrated. Um, you know, but what are some things that, you know, maybe someone needs to, to consider when taking creatine, either from a GI standpoint of having an upset stomach, or, you know, we talked about a little bit of the water gain. What are some things that they would want to look at, um, from the aspect and what should they expect positive benefits from it as far as something they can feel, see relatively quickly? So I think one thing I was going to add in whenever it comes to dosing, I think the most important thing that we can pay attention to is how things are changing for us. You know, we always say that we've got five senses, but there's, there's you know, a, a movie here or a wives' tale there about a sixth sense. Consider that your intuition. So if you start taking something, analyze it. Like there might be a little bit of a placebo effect in there, but take notes, journal, see how it is that you feel. Um, you know, generally speaking. Creatine monohydrate is what the vast majority of people should take. It's extremely cheap, all things considered. Um, it's, you know, when you start getting into some of these, you know, fancier versions that uh, of different processing that the price goes up. 
for most people, it's not going to be necessary. I don't necessarily want to call somebody a non-responder, but you know, there there have been people in the past who uh, don't uptake and synthesize creatine monohydrate as well. Some people used to get a little like puffy looking because um, the water would sit um, subcutaneous. It wouldn't get into the cell and it would, you know, if you're trying to get on stage half naked, then uh, it wouldn't make you look as, as defined and as cut um, as possible. But I don't think, I said, 30 grams, five years, and it was safe and effective, very limited or no concerns. Um, I, I haven't seen anybody personally have a whole bunch of, of GI issues or, or concerns. Um, but I said, just, just follow it, see how you change and adjust as needed. And I went to the, uh, don't worry about loading it, right? So now that we're not going to cycle on and off of creatine, like once we start it, we're going to stay on it. So no loading phases needed, you know, in that aspect. Now, a couple of things that, you know, I just want to cover here because I only got you for a few more minutes. But when we look at, you know, creatine, I want the listener to understand, especially on these, these health benefits, right? You know, so yes, if I can recover faster, you know, in doing sets of weight, right? that over time is going to allow me to move more load, move more weight. Therefore, I'm going to get bigger, faster, stronger, right? So from, from the physical aspect, I think, you know, it's a given, you know, inside of what are the benefits that come out of it. It's going to increase performance. But I really want to touch on, like, you know, we've seen that it, you know, could help with Parkinson's disease. You know, the data is also saying it can help with Alzheimer's, you know, even for epilepsy, brain injuries. <laughs> we joked about this with you. Mm -hmm. um, having a little uh a little fall on the ice uh, a couple of weeks ago you know we're texting of course like good friend i am i'm like are you okay and he's like yeah and threw a little uh you know f word in there so then of course i send the photo of him with a black eye and make fun of him uh, but we joked about you know creatine being good for for head injuries right for having you know someone that's concussed looking at adding it in there um but the other thing i would touch on is it can, there's a little bit of data that's shown help with controlling blood glucose levels, helping with insulin resistance um, with those GLUT4 receptors on the muscle cells. So there is some, you know, if you look at it from a fat loss standpoint, you know, and I have a client that has a little bit of insulin resistant, the creatine can help out, you know, from that aspect. So in, in my professional opinion with this, like, hey, after you're a few months into your wellness journey, because I think there are important things that we need to cover in the first part of the wellness journey. We need to get tracking. We need to build some habits, that type of stuff. And I have, you know, my, what I call my foundation supplements with mega three multivitamin magnesium, that type of thing. But after you're a couple of months in, I'm to the point where now like, Hey, I think everyone should take creatine five to 10 grams a day, five, if you're, you know, smaller frame, 10, if you're a larger frame, because the benefits are so vast with, as you mentioned, minimal, minimal issues that come out of it. So here's another one that I wanted to cover real quick before I took off, but um, came out in 2021. I'm sure that a very large contingency of um, the people on your, your app or who are listening to this are women. Women generally have around a 70 to 80% lower endogenous creatine stores to begin with. Um, so they looked at this in both pre and post menopausal and how creatine supplement helped 
with performance and health among women. And um, it helped with strength, it helped with exercise performance, but a really key piece is bone mineral density when used in conjunction with resistance exercise. So whether it's somebody's uh, has osteopenia or osteoporosis, you know, you don't think about that until you're diagnosed with it. But right. um, you know, once you lose it, that's a problem. It's a, it's a negative sum game after that. And um, so the study was looking at high dosage of 0.3 grams per kilogram per day. Um, so depending on the size of the woman, it might only be around three to five or so. Um, but really, really positive benefits on on bone density, on mood, which you know might be a concern around menopause, uh, cognition, restoring brain energy levels, balance, balance from a enough of this versus enough of that, not can I stand on on one leg. Um, really, really I'm trying to think if you sent me that article, if it was one that you sent over, if I've seen that, because I actually have that, you know, as a follow-up to do to this podcast is actually looking more at, okay, the female that is perimenopause, menopause, postmenopause, what are the things you can do and talk about, you know, okay, creating, you know, well, we could argue it should be there before, but hey, sometimes we always say we make changes because of either pain or pleasure, right? Yep. So sometimes like someone is not ready to make a change until unfortunately they hit, you know, uh, menopause and they're having these symptoms. And then you look at, okay, Hey, here are some things that can, can benefit from that aspect. It's better to start now than never. hundred percent. All right. I know we could go on and keep talking, but I know you got a hard uh, backstop for today, but I think, you know, hundred percent covered, you know, the basics of, of creatine. Okay. How to, how to start it five to 10 grams a day. Don't worry about the loading phase. Expect a little yep. bit of gain on the scale, just secondary to, you know, the creatine being stored inside the muscle cells. So expect that, especially if you're on your fat loss journey um, and know the benefits are, are wide range, you know, from performance to aesthetics to overall health, it can benefit. So, and the cost is relatively low. So you're not putting out for all these benefits that much. hundred percent. Like you look at, it's almost like um, a parallel there is vitamin D, right? So they both are so cost effective, you know, in the sense yep. of like how much they cost relative, you know, that, it, it makes sense, right? The only, like, I'm just holding off recommending it as a blank supplement, you know, that I ethically, because I always say, like, I ethically feel okay saying everybody needs omega-3, everybody needs a multivitamin, everybody needs a magnesium. Like, I feel ethically just blanket staying that. Creatine, I like to work, wait until I'm about six weeks in, eight weeks in working with someone before I say, okay, now I want you to start this. So, big appreciate it for your time today, brother. Look forward to having you back on here for multiple uh, episodes with Jeremy with friends. I don't know. Reno might have me change the name, but that's what we're going with for now. Listeners, I hope you have a great day. And once again, thank you, my brother. All right. Have a good one.